0: You can have all the money in your hand All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's our worth, it's treasure True worth is only measure Not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have, you can have
2: feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com.
1: This is James T. DeShay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We want you to call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear. This platform was created so those of you who feel like your voice is being unheard have an opportunity to have your say without interruption. It's real important that we recognize that we can no longer sit on the sidelines and watch other people dictate the direction of our government or dictate the moral values of our society. We have to participate in a way that at least gives us an automatic or give us the option to intervene where we see there is a problem. Today I just want to talk about how there are people who do amazing things, things that others would not even contemplate. We all, for the most part, are decent individuals that want to live our lives in a way that we don't interfere with the enjoyment of others but aren't in de- denied the opportunity to enjoy life ourselves. But we see people who go beyond their personal enjoyment and delve into the problems that others have and try to find solutions. And then we have people who do nothing but impose their will on others, so much so that all they look to do is create animosity and hardship while trying to enjoy. Their selfish little pleasures, so we want to talk today about how is it that people side themselves to to take advantage of others and truly have no no consciousness of the pain they cause, but yet there are people who go so beyond themselves and delve into the life of others as to create an opportunity for greatness not only in the people they assist but by leaving a legacy of goodness and grace kind of grace and love that we most of us believe only exists in in our in our father only in our in Jesus Christ and our creator so we just want to talk about I sent out a one sent out one story where a 23-year-old white female committed herself to teaching for two years. And once she got involved at the school, one of her students almost made her quit teaching. But instead of quitting teaching, this young lady decided to adopt. A 12 year old and his sibling, and make a lifetime obligation to two kids who were a different race than hers. And you marvel at how in the world could she have done that? How could she have come to that conclusion when she had her whole life in front of her? And to alter her life so drastically by committing herself to these two kids for a lifetime. And then I sent out another story where two men who were supposed to be our protectors committed themselves to protecting society, preyed on a female who they were opposed to protect and caused themselves suggesting that a night she went out to enjoy herself, they decided that they were going to use that night to terrorize her and rape her and use her consent or suggest that she gave them consent. So I just want to talk about the two distant, Type of meanings or lives that people live, and how we can be so removed from one that is so destructive, but can't even vision doing the other one because of how committed it would take us to be. So I just want to talk about the distance between these two situations: one that shows a great humanitarians giving her life to two little boys and another one showing such a horrific incident where people were paid to do the right thing but live to destroy others uh, D uh, are you there can you hear my voice I hear you hear me James. What 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 are, Okay. Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Well, uh, James, you know, uh I'm
3: really a little surprised that you came to me first cause, um in all honesty, um again, I gotta say in all honesty I'm kinda of perplexed by the um by the two different um consciousness that the
1: human beings today
3: are displaying. Um, you know, uh Chiron said a few months ago that this is the uh era of exposure and everything and anything is coming to light and uh I have been kind gathering all the evidence of this exposure in nature and um and, and just kinda of taking it all in because right now like Miss like Miss
1: uh you used to say
3: I just don't know, more. I don't have a an answer. <laughs> Thank you, Jane.
1: <laughs> well, gee, the thing that gets me when I looked over this and I kind of saved it and I kind of brought these two together because it just shows you the distance. You know, we talk about God being zero uh, from A to Z, or I can kind of forget what. But, but we're talking about the Alpha and Omega. And so this is kind of like that, the Alpha and Omega, where you have a woman at 23, don't have a child, and who is uh, being tormented by this 12-year-old boy. But instead of getting away from this 12-year-old boy, she decides to adopt him and his sibling. Now, can you imagine, I don't know her parents, but I can just Wonder what in the world her parents were thinking when she was doing this, like girl are you what is going what are you crazy? you can't do this and I'm sure some of her colleagues told her she couldn't do it, or everybody was against it. I could not imagine how what process she went through to come to that conclusion and it's it's, it's something that we could talk about in length about. How do we get to the point where we're that selfless? How can we get to that point? But yet there's another side of people who who pledged to take care of the citizens of America but yet prey on them as though they're their their that's what they were paid to do. That they will look for the opportunity to prey on people who they were are being paid to protect. So, Reverend Smith, I just want to know from you, you know, you look at this, and because you come with such different backgrounds, and we know that we're supposed to to, to live, develop a selfless existence, but most of us can't get to where this girl was And most of us can't believe or understand What those two officers did Are you there, Reverend Phil?
0: You know I love music And every time I hear something hot It makes me want to move It makes me want to have fun But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
1: I'm sorry, everybody. I got knocked off. Uh, So, uh, Cheryl, what what is your thought?
4: Good evening, everyone, and how's everyone doing? Um, I got a chance to um, look over both of the articles, and they are from one extreme to another. Um, With such compassion that this young person, this young lady, you know, decided to uh, make a difference and these children's lives, and, you know, it didn't matter, the race. It mattered, you know, what she did was from the heart. And this is such a big impact on these two young children's lives. And as the article said, you know, this child is getting good grades, but, you know, it took a very courageous mother to know that she couldn't give them what somebody else could give them. And in allowing this person, this young lady, to have you know, to adopt her children. So that took a lot on her part as well. And then from the other extreme with the young lady, you know, she said she thought the law was supposed to protect her. And instead, these two officers raped her. And for them not to have anything done, you know, that's very sad because now that's an impact on her life that will affect her for the rest of her life. So imagine if we can't even feel safe with a police officer and in their company. You know, I, I couldn't even begin to imagine, you know, what she has to deal with for the rest of her life. So we got two you know, um, situations on very opposite um, ends of the spectrum. And um, like I said, you know, this is what we live with every day. We live with things that people show good, and then we live with situations people take advantage of each other.
1: You know, and Cheryl, the deal when I looked at it was is that we wake up every morning with the opportunity to go beyond the norm, and we see that there's so much ugliness in our society that we should try to go beyond the norm or inch our way to a to what is an awesome opportunity, because the opportunities are out there everywhere. Uh, Nate, you and I know that there are little boys who need our encouragement. Who have been in you know just placed in a situation where they don't know or have a clue to what direction they should go in, but the people who are preying on them who understand their plight are not trying to get the best out of them but put them in a in a place where they there's no return but here you and I can see it we see it and we know how complex the problem is but we, we we're we nowhere i mean we we can't even begin to understand how that girl took on that responsibility
5: you know i had a chance today to um to read read both stories and when i read her story i was just like i was just so amazed because again like you i was wondering what her parents thought what her her um, co-workers thought and the first thing had to come to my mind said this this had to be a divine intervention somewhere in this god was in this plan here because nobody at that age would have the maturity to want to um to be that educated to want even to take on that responsibility and what i liked about it is that she made a choice to matter and that was the beautiful thing about it. she actually made a choice to matter to somebody and she actually made a choice um, now she made a choice, she is mattering because she let me know that you know one person at a time, one step at a time, we can make a difference and and I'm very proud of that young lady for making an influence in those young men's lives. Those young men's lives is off to a good start. We don't even have to worry about them being hunted down by the police or getting the drugs with the wrong things, anything like that. they're off to a good start now, on the flip side of that, speaking of the police, I read the other story now. Them guys, them doing what they did, that can't be the first time they did that Cause they was they was they was a little too bold in what they were doing because last I checked police officers as well as other civil servants to serve and and protect. They was a little too bold. And the thing what what, what, what bothered me that I was reading about they were saying something about on um, New York's one of the thirty five states that really don't have a law against that and I'm like, where's the accountability? And these guys that carry these badges because, like Michelle has said, this young lady is messed up. She's hurting, you know. And like, and like Diaz said, you know, this world does leave perplexed why they chose to do what they're doing. Because we had, like, that that badge, just like when I went when I was in the armor, that, that's a symbol. You know, there's a standard. You know, we are here to protect. But this young lady might not even trust anybody after that. And that's the sad thing about it, because it makes those one who are holding up the standard of that shield to to do to do the right things it's gonna be a hard time for her to trust anybody um much less any man, anybody in uniform so it's a shame what happened to that lady that young lady, but at the same time, praises go up to the other young lady, and it's a funny thing we're talking about two young ladies here how one life. Is affecting others and how one life being being affected by others. That's all I got to say about that.
1: You you know you bring a good point, and I and I'm, I'm gonna reiterate what you said. The fact that somebody could can be in a civil servant and try to use somebody' consent, you should not be able to give a police officer who is on duty. Who has control of your freedom consent to have sex with you that is automatic termination, and it should be automatic It ain't nothing they can say about they they the only thing should be determined is how long they go to jail mm-hmm. because when you are in a position of power like that over people's um over people's freedom. They should be charged with rape. They should be charged with kidnapping. They should be charged with any number of things related to keeping that woman against her will because they let the two boys go. And they were already planning and plotting what how they were going to abuse this other human being. And, you, you know, it's so right. You know, here you have two white females. Who are, are probably going through separate mental thinkings right now, and one being destroyed by human nature, and one being uplifted by human nature, and we should seek to display our human, that humanity part of us, as this girl did when she took these two kids in. But you can tell she was going in that direction already. Here's a white female who said that she wanted to donate two of her years to a school that needed help. And then after being thinking about getting out of this commitment, she selected an even longer commitment, a lifelong commitment because she truly wanted to make a difference. Now, you would have hoped that those officers would have had that same level of commitment, wanting to make a difference, but not being destructive in the lives of the citizenry. So, Mm -hmm. Cheryl, you know, we go through that not knowing who we're going to meet or when we're going to meet them every day we wake up. We never know who that person who's speaking to us, when we're getting a cup of coffee or we're sitting down for lunch, we don't know which one of those alpha or omega individuals are going to to cross our path every day we get up.
6: You're
4: right, we don't. You know, and that's why in a positive way we have to – always keep our eyes open and also meaning that we don't know how our lives is going to be affected negatively, you know, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you that every day I wake up and I'm looking for the miracle to happen. And when we kind of, when we can put ourselves in a position that we begin to surround ourselves with and such positiveness and even thinking because you know I think about how courageous and I know this 26 year old young lady had to be afraid because she was taking on something that was new to her different and also scary in a sense and you know for the other young lady not you know nothing that happened was her fault but the lesson to be learned is, is the things and what we do, where it will get us. You know, and she was saying about how, you know, they look to drink and party and smoke and just anything to be a go- going away from home. And that's where we got to start. You know, we talk about it all the time. Start implementing. Start creating things that young people can get more involved in in a positive way. And like I said, again, you know, these two things are so different um, from one end of the spectrum to another end. And if we can always, you know, if we can come together and do more positive things and be there and just like, you know, be there for this young lady who's going through this after being raped, um, gathering together. Putting these laws, making sure these laws are on the books, so that this could never happen to another person. But um, again, I mean, the two um, situations brought something totally different table, and got us a, a, a chance to see, you know, not only positive but also negative things that happen that we don't think about every day. We don't we don't stop and think about, you know, how many people could have gotten raped. How many people, you know, something bad could have happened to, and then we don't celebrate the ones who are doing something good, like this other young lady. So we got to begin to, you know, take our eyes off ourselves so much, all the time, and celebrate those and back those who need us to back them.
1: Mm. And and Nate, let me just say this to you: when you know, there's so many different sides uh, to a coin, and you know. I sometimes wonder about when I've taught for 30 years, and I knew that there were a lot of young men who were ill-equipped to go to the service, who just were not mentally prepared for what it is they were going to be asked to do, what they were going to be, uh, what they were going to see, and 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 knowing that these young, a lot of these young men had fears uh, that they have not. In their personal lives, they had they they had yet to overcome, so sometimes when you introduce men to some of the evilest things in society or in the world, and you know in most police departments, these young men come back and they they want to do something similar to what it was they did, we get back a lot of damaged people that don't have the opportunity to get back that humanity that they lost by going over uh overseas. And
5: and you know what and that that that, that is a true statement because I can attest to that because to one thing it's 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 it's, it's to be humane and fight a war is a war within itself. And when I came back I had to really work hard at getting back my humanity. And I'm not going to say, and say I've gotten all of it back, but I have gotten a lot of it back to the fact that certain things bother me now. You know, if I see an animal on the street suffering, that bothers me. Whether in, in the past it didn't bother me. And these are the things that we have to bring more forth to society let them know that um, people. Do hurt, regardless you're wearing a uniform or not. People out there are hurting, you know, the United States as well as the military. We are more um, reactive instead of being proactive. And we always wait till something happens before we want to do something about it. And, you know, when it comes to these guys being police, so they do doing these psychological tests and all this kind of stuff. But it's to the point now that people can pass these tests. They have all the problems in the world. And because they passed these tests and got good credit and never been arrested, that still doesn't mean that you're qualified to be a police officer. All that mean, says that you met their standard for becoming a police officer. But it doesn't mean you met the moral standard of becoming a police officer or a soldier or a Marine, airman, or a sailor. And these things get overlooked because there's such a need in these particular fields. Sometimes they just grab a handful and take chances. And then when something happens, they, want the worst, they can do the worst possible thing is try to sw- sweep it under the rug, and and that's the worst thing you can do. I tell my mom, my children, everything that I've been through so they understand what I deal with. That's why I do go to counseling. I go to counseling even today because the thing about it is I will never forget what I've been through, but I can't let it. Even though I'm changed, but I want to change for the better. So my goal is to go out there and talk about it a lot to help other veterans and police officers or anything or anybody whoever serves something similar who, who has dealt with stuff like PTSD or anger issues or anything of that nature to let them know it's okay. Let's talk about it. Let's 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 get this thing fixed and let them know that hey, this is not an overnight thing. But a lot of a lot of this too, a lot of people use this as a scapegoat. James um, to do what the heck they want to do too. Everything is not based on what happened to you overseas and everything like that. Some people are just flat out evil. Some people are just flat out nasty. They were nasty when they went in the military, and some of them and they even got even more nasty when they came out and they wanted to become police officers and everything like that. So it's all about your attitude because you can have a hundred problems, but if your attitude is bad, that's your biggest problem, and that's what we're dealing with today with a lot of um, people in uniform. It's just their attitude. Like the Bible said, choose this day who you're going to serve. Every day we wake up with a choice. What we going to do. I understand with my common sense, if I put my hand on a hot stove, I'm going to get burned. I understand if I put my hand in a the, in the refrigerator, it's going to get cold. So if I have that kind of common sense, then there's no reason for me to go out there and put everything based on what happened to me Iraq in Iraq and Afghanistan. No, sir. I can't let people get away with that. If you really want help, help is available. at the same time, you put that uniform on, you're also there to help. That's all I got to say.
1: And, D, you know, we sit here and, and we try to, when we read these two different types of stories, we try to ask ourselves, why isn't there a way to identify the policemen who are more likely to do those kinds of things? But just like we can't see the goodness in a person before they commit themselves, it's kind of difficult to see that a person could have that kind of evil within them before they do the act. So we're kind of stuck in a situation where we have to give our faith to police officers who may not be prepared uh, to give us the service we deserve. <clears throat> well, you know, uh, Nate brings about a
3: a, a great point uh, in the broad spectrum of things in our reality today. Of uh, what what it is that we are having to deal with, uh, and he speak, he spoke about the attitude or the, the 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 mental uh the mental state of mind. Trend- that that have that have uh, suffered or had had to endure uh, some uh, some stressful stressful situations being at war, then having to come back into civilian life with the same uh, stress-minded um, discomfort that they that, that they might be going through, then they try to obtain a job in law law enforcement. And these issues have never been identified, let alone addressed. Now, having said all that, um, it puts me in the conversation of where we are with the current administration again. And I hate to even frame that up, but it has some bearings. Um, yes, it, it does. has some bearings in the way that um, none of that, seems to be of interest, when it comes down to cutting uh, special programs that could help identify these issues and then take further steps to try to correct them, uh, we are so uh, distracted by a whole bunch of nonsense. Now, when it comes down to the fact that uh, if things don't turn out for the better soon, And we go down the rabbit hole of of dismay and destruction, per se. Uh, What are we going to do as a society to try to correct these wrongs going forward? You know, I I said yesterday that, you know, uh, when the the stuff starts to stink, you're supposed to do something about the stink and not wait for it to hit the fan before you do something about it. Mm
6: -hmm. So when it
3: came down to... um, you know, the, the police shootings and all this, that and the other. Um these these are the mindsets and the and, and this and this, the issues that they have been unaddressed that we're talking about. Even so much so that the the, the city chiefs or the police chiefs and 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 the, the persons in charge, the supervisors, cared not enough to even raise the issues. Um there might be some uh, some issues that that could be dealt with and probably corrected. It's up here battle, sure enough, we've always said that. But uh, these things has to be addressed. And um and of course uh, Ms. Audrey and and this and Miss um, and uh, and others would say we have to deal with these things on a local level. Uh and, and that's one of the things that um I, I do agree with.
1: Thank you. Well, you know, when we, all of us, uh, a number of us on the show are believers, and we look at society wondering why aren't more of us like that young lady who sees the humanity in these two little boys and is willing to give the ultimate sacrifice uh, by committing to them for life and raising them in a way. That they can be good citizens, but Joyce. Then we have to deal with the fact that we have people in positions of authority who want to prey on citizens that they've been paid uh, to protect, and they become the victimizers of our young our young girls because they see them as as um something to to please them so we're constantly trying to to identify those people who are of good spirit who benefit our society and trying to eliminate the possibility of those who have ill intentions
4: that's true that's that's, hi everybody that's hard to do i i guess you know uh You got a lot of pedophiles who would believe that the guy that uh, at the White House beat women like that (laughs) and married twice. You know, you you can be looking at people dead in the face, face face-to-face, and you really think that they're a good person, but they have sick intentions in the back, and, you know, it's hard to separate the two. So I'm assuming that you got to really know the person that you're dealing with, Um, and that's over time, you know, and that's uh, putting – the work in as far as doing background checks and checking in. Uh, hopefully, you know, a lot of these organizations and some of these kids, I, I, I kind of, it hurts because they go from bad situation to worse situation. And when they, they're they young, they try to tell what, what is going on and who's going to believe an adult over a child. Which one are you going to take the word of? Mm-hmm. And that, that's the sad part about it. So we got to start listening to our kids and being in tune. And when they come to us with issues, we got to really take them serious because look at all those gymnastics. You know, here the parents, and they, and the parents are just sick about it because here they are. They trust their, their kid with a doctor, and they, they took the word over this. And we got to stop looking at all these people with authority as if they are God. Because they they are shyster, most of them anyway. You see, and they're human just like you. So th- we got to stop looking at them, even though they have the 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 MD, and all that behind them. You know, they just like you and I. We got to stop questioning more. You know, just don't take nothing for granted just because who they are or whatever. Cause you know, because that's how I think a lot of the people take advantage of kids, other people. You know, even adults taking advantage of adults. You know, we scared to ask questions, and I think we was raised up. A lot of us, as kids, don't ask no questions. Stop asking questions. This and this and this and that. But instead, we need to teach our kids to ask questions. Because you know, I mean, don't don't ask no questions. Be quiet. Be quiet. Get over there. Don't. No. 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 That's not what what it is. No more. We need to ask, teach our kids to be curious. The more questions you ask. And we got to take the time to answer those questions too, you see. So uh, it's just a lot out there, and it's hard to determine a sick person from a, a person who has good intention. It's, it's, it, you know. But um, that's that's just what the society that we live in. There's some people out there that you know don't value uh, no one else. As...
1: Well, Cheryl, you know that's why I am one of those people. I have been in, um, I was in education for over 30 years, and I can tell you that I never saw a class like the one that I want to be implemented across the country. You know, we have to teach or help people understand what being humane is and teach them about socialization and what it is to be a good human being. And we we took a lot of that out of the school when we took prayer out of school and took uh, anything related to church out of school. But we need to put back something that teaches about humanity, who helps these young people who may be from homes where they're being abused to know that that's not the norm. And then help people who may have a twisted thought of, of women uh, to know or to understand that their thinking may be abnormal and they need to work on addressing what they think about and how they treat women. See, so I think as a society we have a responsibility uh, to teach some kind of course in socialization on humanity because of the way all these humans impact our society.
4: You know, uh, James, you're right. And um, a lot of what you're talking about actually starts within the home. And, you know, the phrase, we are our brother's keeper, we really are. You know, it was when the children might have had children at a very young age and didn't know how to actually raise them because they were children themselves that's when we had, you know, the village to step in and those that assist in helping raise. But everybody is trying to do their own thing, and our children are falling by the wayside, you know, and that's where a lot of it starts, in the home. You know, and again, I have to applaud this young lady, and I mean very young lady, you know, for taking on a responsibility that, Probably nothing that she has never even dreamed of her whole life, but like she said, you know, God was definitely in the plan for not only her but these two young children but um not only do we need to con- you know to look for ways because the schools is not doing it, but there's things within the community that we can start you know um I'm I'm telling you, there's churches um, that areas in the church is not being used. You know, they want to rent the hall out. They want to make money. Well, they have all of these halls. Why not during the week hold different types of classes where they have volunteers to start teaching life Mm -hmm. skills? You know, but they don't. They, They got them shut down during the week, and they're looking on the weekend to rent them out just to make some money changing the way we think about things because not realizing that this is our future. And we do. We have to we have to be there for each other. It takes a village. We are our brothers keeper. When we see things that's going on we so fast to turn the other way because it's not happening to you. But we got to step up and say something. We can't just talk about the things behind the scenes because we're not being productive. And this is what we're getting as a result of. We're getting something like these two police officers that did this to this um, young girl. Which is no, I mean, there's nothing at all that reason why this should be happening. Somebody told me it took them longer, to I think we discussed it, to become a, a beautician than it does to take for the training of a beautician than it does to become a police officer. What is wrong with us? We are putting our lives in the hands of individuals who are not all mentally capable, taking care of us. And this doesn't go for all of them, but if the training was a little bit longer, more intense, and when I say that is, you know, when we have a job. We investigate social media sites. We do a lot of investigation. Why we can't do the same thing for these upcoming officers? I'm pretty sure on some site they got something going on that would trigger something because everything is not squeaky clean with them. And this is probably not the first time that they even tried this because they were comfortable enough with each other. It wasn't that one did it. They were comfortable enough. So this is not the first time that it's happened. So we got to start paying attention and doing some of the things that we talk about. We got to start showing some action, you know. And like I said, we don't want to have a large generation. We got to start having some programs. We got to start going to the pastors of the church and seeing what kind. There will be many volunteers that would start teaching um, different programs or implementing different um, things to help young kids. Many, and not only will the young ones learn, the uh, ones that's teaching them will learn more about the needs of these kids today once they get more around them. Because a lot of people don't really know what the kids need today. But if we put ourselves in a setting with them, we can see what they are really needing. And most of they just need to be loved. They just want to know that they're loved and that somebody cares about them. And that can take them a very long way.
1: So we got to be a bond. Let, 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 let me ask you. You know, you got two young young boys and, and, and you got these young men you're trying to raise in the men. And we have to ask ourselves as a society, where do we teach people to be human? Uh, to understand and respect life. Where do people get that if they don't get it at church? Uh, we know we got we got over a million people locked up, and we're locking up more every day. How do we teach our young people humanity, and wh- wh- where do we expect them to get it from if they're not getting it from home?
5: You know, it's, it's funny. Um that that you asked that because um actually I have three sons. My oldest son just came to stay with me after this week. He just got out of jail, and um he basically wants to start his life all over. And I told him one of the rules that I have is that throughout the day, one for half an hour a day, we won't cut that TV off and we want to talk. He's 24 years old and he has some issues and um he has some mental health issues as well as some drug dependency issues. So. We spend an hour, at least an hour a day, no TV, no nothing, talking. You know, cause I want to see where his mind is at. Because the thing I want him to have is respect for himself. Because if you have respect for yourself, you have respect for your surroundings. And I think that's one of the critical things that nobody uh, is teaching is to have respect for yourself. And respect is not so much, so much as territorial. Like a lot of these kids out here, when these kids out here riding uh, and they bicyclers in my complex, I put them to the side and say, listen. Please stay out of the road because I want you to live. I want you to grow. Up. I want you to, I want you to be somebody instead of yelling at them or fussing at them. And 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 that and the, and the and these kids out here, you know, they get enough of people yelling at them all the time. But what they're not getting is enough people building them up. Now my son, like I say, he's twenty four. He he has some issues. I'm not gonna treat him like a kid, but he's I'm gonna treat him as a man. But at the same time. I'm, I ask God to help me to be a better example to Him. You know, everywhere I go, I want Him to see me uh, interact with people. Like today, we had to go take care of some business. I sh- I, sh- I put on a shirt and tie to teach Him. You know, because like I said, I literally got to teach and start all over with Him to show Him how to how to, how to, how to handle, handle business, how to treat people while you're handling business, how to treat your neighbors and things like that. So, like the last um, young lady said. It all starts at home, you know, and even in the same way I'm teaching my son, I try to be an example to these kids out here in my apartment complex because we got to get back to that village mentality and everything. So I let the kids know they are valued, they are important, you know. Um, I call these when I talk to the kids. I say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am to them. I call them Mister and Mrs. so they can get the, the uh, uh, get used to hearing it. So they'll say it all the time. Say, hey, man, hey you doing stuff like that? Because, first of all, I'm not your dude. I'm too old to be your dude. I'm not your peer. So I'm trying to teach you respect. And that's the same thing um, when I'm when I'm going with my son. At the end of the day, also, too, you know, and, and, and the church have to pick up the pace on stuff like that, you know, and uh, hold a standard. Um, we can't be so um, willing to have numbers in church that we drop our standard, let people come in all kind of way. Without no kind of respect and stuff like that, no. Because when I when I went to church, you came in church back in the day with the, um, with baggy pants hanging off your behind. The mothers took that belt off that you supposed to been wearing and put it on your behind right there and there because there was a standard and let them know, hey, you better than that. You're not gonna come here like that. And that's what we have to get back to, as in building and giving them structure, giving them structure before they leave the nest. A lot of these kids these days, especially the men, the young men, don't have no structure before they leave the nest. So we 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 have to give them an environment, to let them know. Even when they mess up, hey, you know what? You mess up, but this but we gonna take this opportunity to learn a lesson from it. And that's all, all I'm all about. Not beat them upside the head about what they done, but what they could have done instead of the previous thing that they done, and let them learn from it. And that's what we got to get back to at, at 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 the house level, at the village level, at the church level, then the community level. Thank you.
1: You know, uh, I saw a show where um, Barack Obama's uh, library is working on creating leadership and creating uh, positive role models in the youth. And so when you look at this young lady who took on the responsibility of raising these two black children, now she got to find a special husband to marry the father yeah. for these children and then to want to create a larger family for himself. And so, again, I'm asking in society, where are we teaching people to be hu- more humane, how to say good morning? Everybody deserves a good morning. You know what I'm saying? You you walk around yes. and it seems like we're too ready to victimize each other instead of treating each other with respect and decency. And so here we have everybody in the middle. We just got to learn how to be humane. And I'm saying, where are the, where are children supposed to learn how to be positive role models in their communities instead of taking, using, and victimizing their communities? Uh, welcome, Audrey. How are you doing this evening? All right. Uh, Dee, what, what about you? What are your thoughts about uh, the, how we're. How society is being victimized? Well,
3: there
6: she uh, is. you
1: know,
3: I'm sorry. Ms. Andre. are you there?
7: Okay. Well, tremendous first uh, to all. I apologize, okay. I couldn't Okay. Go ahead, Audrey. Point. Hello, everyone. Tremend- uh, tremendous first to all. And James, I think you said the question was, "How do we go about uh, teaching our children how to?" Repeat the question. I'm sorry.
1: Okay, we're we're talking about how we go from one extreme to the other. We have a white female who adopted two African American children after she started teaching at a a school. And she went to the school uh, teaching a couple of years at the school, thinking about leaving, but then decided to adopt a 12-year-old and his sibling. And then on Mm -hmm. the other end, we had two police officers who preyed on a white female uh, who was with two other guys. They let the two guys go, and they raped the white female. So I'm just saying this is, we have alpha and omega, but where do young people get taught or trained how to be decent human beings?
7: Yeah, All I agree. I didn't get a
1: decent human I being.
7: I didn't hear everything, but I definitely agree with the fact that our training uh, fundamentals are taught at home because from the family home training is what's expected and what's Tolerated, if you would. Um, the world would try to teach you this and teach you that, but it's what's allowed in your home that's that's really uh, going to be the most impactful. At least that's how it happened for me. So I would think the home is the is the key. And in essence, when you think about it, from the very beginning in our family, we create what standards our family hold true to be. You know, whether we discuss stuff and it stays within the house or you know who comes over you know and all of that it's all dependent upon the, the family base now in those two situations everybody once you become a legal age of course you make choices and with those choices become consequences because I know parents who have done an outstanding job and for whatever reason uh their children may have been involved in um some things that the family wouldn't uh appreciate but you know even through that piece of it um you know we learn and we continue to um uh, uh, expect the best and when we expect the best when a person is given another opportunity they live up to that expectation because they don't want to uh again let the family down
1: but but um Andre we know that there are a lot, because we have over a million people in jail, they are some families who are dropping the ball, who are teaching their children uh, to prey on society, who are teaching them to steal from us, to victimize us, to hurt us. And then you have parents who are out there teaching their children uh, to be leaders and who are teaching them to be uh, role models, who are teaching them, the importance of not only making life better for yourself but making it for others. But how do we get beyond the fact that we have a large percentage, and when I say large percentage, 15 to 20% is too much, of people who, who have lost their way or who never had a direction in the first place because we know that there are families out there that are not raising their children properly. Z, what what do you think about that? I mean, how do we get beyond that percentage of people who are using our freedom to take advantage of us?
3: Well, you know, over the past year or so, we, we've had this conversation. And, um, but you know i i'm in a i'm in a different uh set of, a different way right now i'm i'm kind of feeling kind of in a bad way right now when it comes down to all of this and 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 in fact i feel that like we're in somewhat in, in a crisis mode and let me tell you what i mean and we'll try to make it clear uh I, I went back cuz I didn't have uh a, a, a lot of time to stay on the phone yesterday to partake in the uh conversation but I went back today to listen to the conversation and uh I was listening to Pastor Smith um uh, as he uh expressed his discomfort in um in trying to uh ascertain the the uh craziness of the and uh, excuse me by by bringing this up again, the, the Trump administration. And in in his uh, dismay, uh, he said something, and I'm not even sure if he conscious that he said it, but I think he said it in in all honesty. And he said that his he he feels that his faith is being tested. And I'm in that same kind of space. I feel that my faith is being tested, and I'm going to tell you why real quick you know miss uh miss uh Ms. just said um, there are a lot of people that seem content in going about their own way and uh, going about their own way in the way they do things and I find that to be a reality because when it came down to the evangelical Christians, and the way they have soared in conversation, the way they have soared my impression of them being as old as they are in, 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 the, in the practice of Christianity, they have shown that they are way separate from us as Christians and, and the belief that we are talking about here the belief of compassion. You know, when you speak about this young lady that went out of her way to uh to take these two black kids in and then you also asked the question just a moment ago, she's gonna have a hard time finding a husband of the same mindset, who damn skippy she is. <laughs> because they are they have shown their hand that they're all about themselves. And so in that way I am being tested now, so going forward, what am, what am I supposed to do? Well, I do know that we are uh, are very compassionate, and, and we do believe that it takes a village to raise a child. But unfortunately, they have shown that they not they not are uh, not of that belief. And let me give you a quick example, real quick, of of the mindset of the of the two parallels that we're talking about when um when Mark Zimmerman shot Trayvon Martin, and the per- the people in question they chose sides on who they wanted to believe was being true, did you know that Mark Zimmerman raised three hundred thousand dollars on Facebook for his for his defense of the same mindset of people that he implied they always get away somebody got to do something. And so my 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 quick point is that are we alone in this thing? Because I am perplexed, but I feel confident in saying that I know that we're going to take care of our own, because now seems to be the time to do just that. It is a crisis. And current administration has helped us to understand where we stand. And um, so I I just had to think that out, James, and uh, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to do that. I
1: appreciate it. The divide has become so great, and that's one of the reasons that what this woman did is so special, because in a a world where the division is growing between the love of the races, uh, we are not It's hard to believe that someone would put themselves out there like that. But I'm still trying to say that. Let me say to all of you who, who call in on this show, we have been a good steward of our lives. And we've gotten to the point where we are able to take care of ourselves and take care of the ones we love. But being in that position, let me say this to you. I am a long way from being rich, a long way from being rich. I have only had one child, and my child is an adult, and she's grown up to be a hardworking young lady. And she was here today, and we talked about the fact that she's never once came to me and said, Dad, can you help me pay my life bill? Dad, can you help me pay my house though, or my rent? Dad, can I get some money from you? Most of the time when I give her money, it's because it's special things. She's going out of town, mm-hmm. so I pay for her airplane ticket. Somebody busts her window out, so I pay for her to get a window fit. So usually it's bonus. I give her bonus money, not money she needs, but money because of happenstance. Well, that being said, why am I not encouraged uh, to spend more time doing what this white female did, even after working 30 years and teaching 30 years and got my retirement? And now why am I sitting back not thinking about, James, there's somebody out there that needs you. There's somebody out there who needs to know there's a different way. And so we have to ask ourselves, we not only need to train ourselves as adults, we need to train our children to be servants of humanity instead of victimizing humanity. That's what I'm I'm worried about. When I talked and looked at this lady and and what all she did, I'm saying, Well, I I ain't did enough
5: You know, I think at the end of the day, I don't think none of us is going to do enough, but everybody can do a share uh, of the work. You know, the Army used to have a slogan, Army of One, and, you know, it was it was for promotions. But every job, every mission they gave us, uh majority of the time, if they tell us it was it, – they gave us three hours to do it, we did it in two and a half hours because everybody pitched in and worked in overtime. And that's where we got to get back to. I remember my mom doing. She was a kid in uh, South Carolina. Um, when one person killed a hog, everybody got a piece of the hog, or somebody had extra. Somebody always made sure everybody was taken care of. And and you're right. We do have to ask our que- ourselves this question: Are we doing enough? You know. And I'm talking about those of us in a position to do. You know, because I understand. Um, like you specifically said, you know, you know, you retire, your daughter's grown. You know, everybody's not in that position, but those of us. are in position, we need to ask ourselves, if there's anything I can do more if there's somebody in in my church I can help or somebody in my neighborhood I can help or spend more time with Um, society has to regain its humanity and we act like that's such a curse word or something we act like that's something that is so evil or so uh, weak humanity is a very strong bond to hold us together at least when I was growing up it did and we have to get back to that, and we have to be willing to stand up for that because a young lady who has those kids – I have a friend of mine who's a white guy. He's a bishop, and uh, he has – he adopted two black kids, and somebody was um, – made a comment one day, and he felt – and the two african Americans made a comment, and he came and told me, by I said, man, don't worry about what they're saying. You give those kids an opportunity. What are they doing? I said, they're not doing anything. They're mad because you beat them to a the punch. They are upset because a white man is doing something that we should be doing. So, no, is that what God led you to do? Then you do what God led you to do because you're giving those kids hope and opportunity, and that's all that's all any kid should be asking for is hope and opportunity. And a young lady who is doing that with the kids, you know, who to say what kind of ultra, you know, she may be getting ostracized by her friends, or you know, she getting funny looks and all that kind of stuff. You know, and like you said, we don't know how her parents treat her. We don't know how how her relationship with her parents have changed since then. And like you said, it's gonna take a special man to 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 take that in as well as willing to have a family. So this woman really, really pushed her life out of the way to give these two young men opportunity at life. So, and if she can be willing to do that. We should be willing to do a little extra. You know, I'm not saying we all of us gotta everybody gotta do a lot, but if everybody just do a little bit together We'll gain a lot Thank you
1: Well Cheryl it, it is clear to me That you know We we need to think about What steps we take Along the way And what are the benefits We can do Because just like you say You know We can do A little bit better And that's what we should see When we see people Like this young lady uh, We need to combat Or put together A force to help people like those those um, officers, but we should be supporting people like this young lady because that is truly humanity at its best.
4: You're right, and, um, and that's why I was saying, you know, um, that we should celebrate her, you know, to make her more comfortable about, you know, the decision that she made. Because, you know, just because God put instilled something in you to do something, it doesn't mean that you question, you don't question yourself later. Uh, to me, the reward for her is the success of these children,
6: yeah.
4: that how far they have come in life. And, you know, when we say, and, you know, I always say, whatever we, can, we do, we can always do more. And we are. Exactly, this we are servants, and if we remember that we are here to serve, we are not here, you know. We are so self centered today that we only thinking about how we can get this done, how we can get that done, you know, but not how we can serve, how we can be servants, and it doesn't have to be a lot, you know, Pastor Smith. Um, say it to us all the time He puts out over 400 text messages Bible scriptures a day Now I know I'm one of the people that get one Personally and I in return Pass that out To more people a day Every day Every time I get it I pass it out so Imagine What he's doing You know and he, how he's Affecting people because A lot of people are waiting on this every single day. James, the platform, you know, that you have given us here for our voices to be heard, I look forward to that. And you know that I pretty much do my schedule around the hours that this show is going to be. And I have where if my phone, somebody calling, they automatically know that's the message they're going to get. I'm on a radio show. So my thing is, is that, and whatever somebody else is doing, you know, however small it may seem to us as the individual, when you stop doing it, you won't believe how many people were really affected by what you was doing. Suppose Pastor Smith stopped texting. Do you know how many people will be asking, where's my scripture for today? That kept me motivated. Do you know if that you stop having this show, I'm not gonna be able to get the things that I got from this show. We're not gonna be able to hear each other opinions, each other point of views. We won't be able to get that anymore. Seems like we're not doing nothing. But just stop what you're doing and you won't real- you realize, you'll realize what an impact it has been to others. And when I say there's always more, there is. There's always more because there's always more that needs to be done because we are in need of so many things. And sometimes it seems like some of us is doing so much and some are not doing nothing at all. And that's why, you know, it's like we feel like that because we got to start drawing those in who's not doing anything to be able to take part in some of the things. Because, you know, they just don't know. They don't know what they're missing out on. They don't know what they're missing out on being a servant. They don't know what they're missing out on being able to feed a family or even, you know, just passing. And I see all the time when I'm in New Orleans under the overpass where all these tents of homeless people, and you would not believe of how many people just stop in the middle of traffic and they go to the car and they got food loads where people went and got bread and meat and milk and drinks, you know, for these homeless people. If it's just one thing that you can do more or share with somebody else, we can always do more. If we get from in front of TV, a lot of the times are from these electronic devices, a lot of the time, we can still that with something else or spending time more time with the people in the house or more time with children or more time with your, your children who have brought other children home. So it's always something that we can do. But just don't stop what you're doing because, let me tell you, it has an impact on those people that you're doing something for.
1: Let me ask you, uh, Joyce, You you know that you raised your two sons to a certain level, but where does that humanity get taught if it wasn't taught by you and addressed by you so that you got two upstanding citizens who pay their taxes and who are amenable to the lives of others? How do we spread that? Around
4: more um, by surrounding yourself with the people uh, that influence you, you hang around and you uh, you um, you uh, surround yourself with the people of the potential of what you want to be or what you where you want to go and how you want to grow. So that's that's one thing as to what we have to start doing too is that uh, just not being out there. You have to be out there and wake up every day with a purpose. And how you how you go about that purpose is surrounding yourself with with people who's going to give you those positive values and something to believe in, particularly what you believe in, your 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 truth too, to get you there. Like Michelle D and everyone has stated that a lot of this starts and it begins in the home, where it should, and that's the first step where it should train a child in the way that they should grow, so when they grow they will not depart from that. So we got to start doing the basic right at home. And take baby steps towards that. My hat goes off to a young lady because, you know, you got to be a special type of person to take in somebody else's uh, uh, person. And then in a particular call at that, you know, sure she got her work cut out for me, but, you know, to me, my hat goes out to her because more than likely that's her purpose in life.
1: And uh, Regina, you know, I'm always coming to you because you're still out there teaching and 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 you're looking for ways to create leaders and to create um first ladies and but how what is the educational system doing to develop leaders? Are we just teaching coursework of what are we doing to treat to teach humanity to teach to develop loving and caring children?
4: Good evening, and, yep, I'm still still at it, just leaving school now, so I guess that makes a 12-hour day. Um, we have a curriculum in, in our district that we're using, and unless you research the curriculum, you really don't know the purpose behind it and where it originated, but it's the Reading and Writing uh, Workshop Project. And it comes out of Columbia University, the teacher's college in New York. And it teaches how – it doesn't teach how to read. If it is taught with fidelity, it teaches children how to think. It teaches children how to read and how to think and how to use writing as a vehicle to express their reading and their thinking. And I'll say that again because it's, it might be confusing, but it teaches students how to use writing as a vehicle to express what they have read. They have read. It's not just reading fairy tales or um, informational text, but it, it's deep reading, and the children get a chance to express their thinking after the teachers have instructed them how to analyze what they what they read. That's powerful. That is very powerful because our children do not know how to think. And you know, you all know that that's my word. How do you think? Thinking is very important before you go out there with your friends and do something that they are doing. Have you thought about it? Have you analyzed the situation? That is that's the crux of, of um being successful. Knowing how to think. So that's what we're working on and that's what I'm working on, working with teachers, teaching them how to teach the children how to think. And if we do that enough it's sort of bird shot maybe, you spread it and it's going to hit somebody, thinking is extremely important. And that's the crux of my uh, my job as a reading coach, to teach the teachers how to teach the children how to think.
1: Let me ask you, um, Audrey, uh, you being in the corporate world, even corporate benefits from having caring and loving employees, uh, the kind of employees who can care about the different people who work in their organization and who care about what's going on in their families and caring beyond themselves uh, to get involved in the lives of their coworkers. Even corporate America benefits from having humane employees, right?
7: Absolutely because if indeed you know we are all individuals corporations are just made up of individuals and any each of us would want to be in a place that people genuinely care uh for our well-being and our best and our families um again teaching uh kindness and and all at home it helps to create a better workplace uh, environment even and I want to go back to what was mentioned earlier about us all having an opportunity to do something and and why hadn't you thought about James um, adopting children or doing something differently? I really wanted to put a pin into what Cheryl said is that don't be misled in the fact that you are not doing something. You are. Can we do more? Yes, we can. But we are all doing something in our own way now because of the fact that you didn't think to adopt, that may not be your role. We're all designed with different interests and different abilities, different skills, different strengths. So how we uh, impact each other is differently, and I thank God for that because that's what makes us uh, such a wonderful world. So what you're doing, James, for instance, uh, having this platform, you know, for people to not only listen but to participate and become aware of items, that's making a difference, whereas if this platform was not available, that resource may not necessarily be utilized. Um, and not only that, the friendship and the bonds that we have with people we haven't even met, but because they've shared their lives, we feel so close When they are facing with an issue, we come together in unity. That is so powerful. So you are impacting. You may not be adopting a child, but you're impacting in a different way. And I could go around the uh, the phone and say something about each person, how we're impacting. So uh, let us be mindful of doing what it is that we can do. And uh, because we want to do, um, it, it comes out so much better but you're exactly right what uh bleeds from the family to uh corporate america um, it makes a difference uh for all of us the productivity is increased for the business but from the uh, individual standpoint of um again just that reassurance of people caring you know uh for each other and being there when you need them most that's that's priceless
1: Well, guys, we've gone a little long. We're at the end of the show today, and I just thank you all so much. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time with thoughts, love, and reflection. And we just want you to know that we're here so that you can have a voice. We all deserve to have a voice. We should all want to have a voice. And we are looking to make our country better, our communities better, our cities better, and our states better. By allowing people to know what it is that we think and we believe and the direction we want our country to go in. Take care, everybody, and remember to call in tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear.
0: You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here. It makes me wanna.